Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. Also, TGIF. Happy almost Saturday, but not quite yet. But not quite yet. I'm happy it's Friday, though. We have so much to talk about. First of all, I missed Southern Charm last night. Oh, what? (laughs) What? Well, we were actually like immersed into this show that's called Fool Me Once on Netflix. It's very good. So good. Very good. You guys, if you have Netflix, you have to check it out. If not, just take somebody's password and still go check it out. But we have a lot to talk about. Now, before we get into all of the topics, because we have text messages and stuff that we want to share with you, um, it's going to be an exciting month for our members. Very exciting. And I'm actually, this is kind of, I'm like nervous. This is our first 2024 live. I haven't been in front of this camera since the last Anchor Watch that I did, which was like a month ago. So it just feels weird to like be doing this like... I get this again, you know, but I'm excited. 2024 is is off to a really good start. This month is going to be pretty busy, really exciting for our members. Actually, I want to start dropping stuff uh, member wise that we're doing. Um, There you go. Uh, Just (laughs) just a little bit earlier than we normally do. But you guys got to keep it a secret because we have lots of fun things coming up. Should be fun. It'll be fun. We have multiple trips this month um, and they're all work related trips. They're all Bravo related trips. So we are going to be sharing all of the behind the scenes with that for our members only. But also we have more exciting news because we are going to start heavily focusing this year on the podcast as well. Very much so. Where there is going to be episodes that are exclusive to the podcast. And I know that some people are like, I don't want to bounce back and forth. You're going to have to. It's different. You know, it's a different thing. You know, a lot of podcast listeners don't necessarily love watching YouTube. And then that's vice versa with YouTube members who don't love listening to podcasts all the time. I like putting on podcasts when I'm like cleaning the house and shit. So that's where I do that. But I put on Cardi B. We're going to do different things. There's going to be different interviews that go up on the podcast as opposed to YouTube and and stuff like that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Okay, guys. So sorry, we both just had coffee. So I just feel like I want to talk. I've had six shots of espresso. (laughs) Um, We have to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. First of all, before we do, I want to know what you guys would rate because we didn't do a proper recap on it. We just wanted to bundle everything into Hot Messy Topics this week. And then we're back to all of the live recaps next week with Hot Messy twice a week. All of the things. So it's going to be pretty wild. Or once we, we'll, we'll keep you posted. But what did you guys rate the finale episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? 1 to 10. 10 being the highest. And Jason, I want to know, what is your overall assessment of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this Ooh, season? Oh, my God. You know, this has been an exciting season. It's been a lot of fun. I think that we got so much hype from last season and then we kind of got left with a whole bunch of unanswered questions like a black eye, which I still feel like, and I guess we'll get to this a little later, that Mm -hmm. it is still unanswered, even though people say what happened. Sometimes it's, it's, I don't know. This group of ladies is fantastic. They have given us a great show for season four, right? Um, they're all hypocrites <laughs> in their own way, shape, or form, but I love watching them. And I, just to go through really quick. Wait, let's just do an assessment. Let me name off a cast member and okay. see 
what your thoughts are. Okay. Right? Okay. So you got to be quick. Okay. Let's be quick. Let's do it. Let's, let's be quick. And guys, I know you might not agree with me. I know like, okay, but go ahead. And also, if you guys want us to bring up the text messages and some of the other things, then keep smashing the like button. Once we have 500 in the room, we will bring them up. Yes, we will. So we have 350 right now, 150 to go. All you have to do is click the like. Now, with that, I'm going to spit up a name and you're going to give me an assessment. Okay. Whitney Rose. Ooh, Whitney is a housewife. Okay. okay. I've seen lots of mixed comments on Whitney lately, which is crazy because people really liked her. Um, Whitney is a housewife. She has shared her life with us. She shares her family. She shares her relationship, uh, do's and don'ts and good and bad. And she brought Angie to a vacation she wasn't invited to. That is a housewife move. Whitney's a housewife. I enjoy watching Whitney. Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks skates through these seasons. I don't know if you've noticed. She's nonchalant. She doesn't really give a shit. Um, she enjoys herself. Sometimes she enjoys herself a little too much, but then we get all these one-liners that are just yeah. iconic. And I feel like Meredith is that stable, safe kind of, I, I like Meredith. Lisa yeah. Marlowe. Lisa. Oh, yeah, I didn't like the pause man, on that. I, I hate talking about Lisa Barlow because Lisa Barlow stands are like Swifties. So if you say something bad, I know I'm going to get beat up outside. You know what I mean? Like, but I find her more and more as it goes. I really liked her season one, but a little disingenuous, like a little kind of. Like um, she just loves everything. I love it. Love it. Oh my gosh. And then her reactions to everything that was happening at the finale, like everything was like, oh, ah. and I'm like, girl. Did you just graduate drama school? Because you went to the wrong one. But when we've interviewed her before and we talked about her tequila, there's a different side to there's Lisa the, Barlow. I and she's not showing it. It's She's showing this side that I think she wants to present and that she wants people to see and hopefully react well to. And I just, I don't see the real Lisa. And when it's not about Lisa sometimes, it... it, it I think Lisa it, fights a lot for screen time. And I think that she is she she doesn't have to. But I think that she gets really pissed when other people get screen time that it, it's like the story doesn't completely revolve around her. But yeah. yeah. Now I want to ask you about Mary Cosby. Do you think Mary Cosby needs to return for season five? I'm going to say no. And really? the only, yeah, the only reason I say that is is because we were really, really or I was anyway. And I've heard a lot of people who um, Ebony Dix, I'm not mixing. I'm not. I'm not mixing. I'm not mix, messing with you at all. Okay, I'm not. I want to. I don't want to get beat up outside. Um, no, listen. Um, I think we were all excited for Mary to come back this season. Yeah, you know, I was. Some of the stuff she does and says is very comical. It's very funny, and then some of the stuff she says and does is borderline inappropriate, like and, calling Heather inbred and ridiculous. It's not the first time she's called her inbred, but then she doesn't want to participate. So, do do we have her there as just kind of like a filler? Do we bring her back as a friend? I mean, what do you guys think? Because I I'm not. I'm well, not sure. Heather Gay just recently said that Mary Cosby will be back for the next season. Okay. Um, but now my next question for you is, what do you think about Heather Gay? I, okay. I don't know. I, I, I just, let me take this one because you're, wait, no, you're no, stumbling. no. I'm not stumbling. I just, listen, I kind of find her a hypocrite and I think she lies a lot. And I think we're just seeing that person come forward a little bit i think the bad mormon storyline is a bit redundant at yeah, this point done. and everyone's launching a party and everyone's doing this but the way she was like when um you know when the the reality bonties thing popped up that monica was and, and briefly on monica like her or not uh still jury's out but like she owned it. She owned it. And that was a pro prolific first season for Housewife, right? Who had a fake account. Now we have released on Hot Messy Topics before Lisa Barlow's fake account, right? We've, we've released that before. Mm -hmm. So she has a fake account. Um, Heather has multiple. So I, I think... Do you know that for a fact? I, I've heard. So um, don't say it as a matter of fact. Uh, Okay, allegedly, Heather has multiple. Yeah, she really does. That's uh, your so best friend. That's the thing. You know, there's different ways of finding out. And um, yeah, a lot of people have Finstas anyway. Right. You know, but I, I don't know. I, it, Heather, it, she was so angry about this particular account and this thing, but she wasn't angry with Jen. 
until like the very end. You know what I mean? Which, and then she flips her story all the time about the black guy, which here, let me get on this really, really quick, guys. And then I'll, I'll let you take it. I promise. OK. But when she flipped her story, right, because we had heard from a, a production insider that allegedly, I'm going to use that word, she drank a lot, she hit her weed pen, and that she they might never have said had a fumble. Was a, they said a vape pen. A vape pen. Okay, yeah. that's correct. Is it legal in Utah? I don't, weed? I don't know. I don't. Alcohol is barely legal. Okay, so maybe not. Um, but she hit a pen, a vape pen, and maybe has fumbled or, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to believe that, right? But then we watch her at the beginning of the season in the sprinter van, very drunk, puking and peeing and allegedly peeing. You know, like it's it's just like I don't rule that out, but I also don't rule out Jen fisting her in the face. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? What I didn't necessarily understand. Which, by the way, it, this is this is something I'm not calling Heather Gay a liar. I was a huge advocate of Heather Gay until we went to BravoCon and I got to witness a different version. Of Heather, I didn't like, see that. I know. Yeah. Of, well, you know, Angie Katanavis, Lisa Barlow, Heather Gay, and Whitney Rose were all sitting right there with me. Mm. So we all saw it. The only people who weren't was Monica, Mary, and Meredith. And Mary wasn't even at Bravo. Well, Meredith is doing her own thing. Like that's what I like about her on the show. She's always in her own bubble. Yeah, she's in. She's also you like can't... a great networker. Yeah. But what I don't understand is at one point during her book tour, she said that there is footage and she doesn't know why Bravo hasn't released the footage. Then Andy Cohen just recently said on Radio Andy, don't you think if we had the footage that we would have hand over to like from Heather Gay saying, I don't know how it happened to four hours earlier, <laughs> right? So Andy said, if we had the footage- Well, they didn't say punch. She said Jen gave her the black eye. Right. So did Jen like push her against a wall or- how else do you get a black eye unless somebody knees you, kicks you, or punches you? I mean, maybe she tripped her. Did she elbow she her? she fell over. Maybe she did like this kind of thing. Maybe they were, they were screwing around. Or maybe she just socked her in the face. I have no idea. Okay. It's, it's, it's really hard to tell when you don't have footage. But, then, but it's amazing how we get footage of all this other stuff, right? Well, Heather Gate is claiming that there was footage of this. And then Andy Cohen said that there wasn't. So now I'm curious as to which person is telling the truth. And I even did a poll on Instagram where everybody said they believe more so from Andy Cohen. Then all of a sudden it came up today that Jen Shaw and her team, they are threatening to sue Andy, Heather Gay, and Bravo. If in fact they, she goes on, if she goes on to the Salt Lake City reunion and she doubles down on the claim that Jen Shaw was the one who gave her the black eye. So if they use her name, then they're threatening legal action, which I don't know how that works. That would be an Emily D. Baker question. Mm -hmm. But then moving over to the Monica Garcia of it all. Heather Gay, literally, you're pissed off at Monica for running this Reality Von Teese account, which if there was in fact account, Jason and I have been trolled, I don't know how many times. And, you know, I, I can see, but they're also putting themselves out there. I guess we are too on YouTube, but they're putting themselves out there on a massive show. If there was a fake account and you found out that somebody was running it, yes, I could see where you'd be pissed off. Right. But then... It makes you wonder if they're also running their own fake accounts, then how can you get pissed off? But my biggest question is, is if one of the people who started the account with Monica Garcia and that two, three other people, if she was the one who came forth with the information and told Heather, her hairdresser, Tanisha, right here, mm -hmm. if she told Heather about it and now Heather still uses her as a hairdresser, then how the hell... Do you draw your line in the sand and say to Andy Cohen, it's me or Monica? Like, I will not uh, be back. This is a great question. And this is a great question of you defended Jen for so long. And, you know, you're you were on Jen's side until the very end. Like, how do you I don't know, like where the stakes are very high here, but they weren't very high. But I, I, I think right? that's hypocritical. I think that so you <laughs> want somebody who's going to be in your home doing your hair and doing everything like helping you get who has participated up. who's participated in this yeah right but then you're gonna tell andy like I, I would if i were andy i'd be like quit i dare you oh you mean drawing the line in the sand of it's gonna be her or me monica or her see this is this is crazy because monica brings uh for me and guys my opinion okay this is she brings a different audience i feel to the show remember brandy was like a different echelon of like financial wealth and she was in a different bracket and it's interesting to watch brandy that's what made her interesting when she first started on beverly hills remember when 
when Adrian was, they were going to sue her or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like she was scared. She didn't have the money. Like it's, that's kind of interesting to throw in there, right? Now we have Monica who ran this troll account who, by the way, they all knew about this. If Jen was giving a cease and desist in 2021, Bravo knew about it. Heather knew about it. Everyone knew about it. If I'm sure Jen told Heather, they kind of pretend like that didn't happen. Oh, let me turn this off, guys. Sorry, I'm trying to bring up a Dana Wilkie post because I think that this would be a good um, reference for you guys. Dana Wilkie said the answers are in this one from September 2023 to my dear Patreons. Now, up there on top, it says March 5th, 2021, Mm -hmm. right? So you can see where it says Savannah Gonzalez, it says Koa, it says Monica Fowler, and the cease and desist, I don't need to go through it, and read it again, but it essentially says that there is this Reality Bontis account right mm-hmm. here, and also an account called Shaw Shepherd. Well, after Dana shared that, I went back and looked. We talked about it. We brought it up, remember, on our yeah. channel. And looking at the date, March 5th, 2021. Well, then what I was confused about was Andy Cohen said that Monica Garcia was supposed to come on for the last season, but they weren't able to bring her on. Because of the cease and desist, right? Because of the cease and desist. Now, there's another... Jen Shaw does a diary, but either it's from her or her team. There's another person who ended up writing this diary um, and giving some insight to this. As much as Jen enjoys delivering great television, the reality of the situation was that she had less than a month before to surrender and she chose the precious time to spend with her family. That decision did not sit well with the network and production company. Since Jen has made the decision, including declining other requests from executive producers over the months, asking Coach Shaw to film for season four, inquiring on her life in prison and her release date, which continues to move up, the network and production company have worked in overtime in their attempt to retaliate and bring down Jen. These examples include casting an individual that was given a cease and desist back in 2021 in which the production company and the network were sent a copy of at that time, which makes perfect sense as to why they didn't bring on Monica, because if the if the network and Andy sat down around the round table and they had to decide who are we bringing back right before Jen Shaw goes to prison, they're obviously going to bring Jen Shaw back because we wanted to see an end to that story or what that looked like. Was she going to be found guilty, not guilty? So we were following her through that. So they weren't just going to drop her off. And if Jen said, I'm not filming, if you bring in Monica... Obviously, they're not going to bring in Monica. So I think for production and cast the casting department and Bravo to sit up here and say that we never saw the cease and desist until Heather brought it up at the finale. That's so not even believable. No, no, that's been around for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we, yeah. And then also when it comes to the black eye, I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is a text message from Heather to Jen Shaw regarding the black eye that we just recently got our hands on. Hi, boo. They wanted your theory on my black eye and then Meredith called to get your biggest regret. And then Whitney called you because she thought you would fight with her. Our car is coming at 4.15 a.m. I'll be home tomorrow morning in case you want to scissor me and have another sex injury. There is no show without you. I was silent unless spoken to. Nothing to fight. See, that makes me think that maybe the black eye was given to her by Jen by an accidental elbow or a whatever, but you know what I mean? If if they said physical violence in any capacity, that might have not worked in Jen's favor going forward to court, right? Right. Well, yeah, because she's I mean, about to go uh, up against the Southern District of New York. But right. my thing is, is you can't, it's like, if this is in text messages, it goes back to what I always quote Emily when she was a prosecutor and she would ask people on the stand, so were you lying then or are you lying now? Which one is it? Right. So then also for Monica Garcia, um, there, I saw this and this is one of our good friends of the channel, Philly Diva. She made a comparison and she said, am I understanding this right? It says Heather Gay, ride or die for Jen Shaw when literally no one asked you to. She called her a pathetic criminal. Second was is BFFs with the main reality Bonte's account owner. That's you know, is preachy and thirsty. Okay. So that's all a matter of opinion. (laughs) Now for Monica Garcia actually took down Jen like a boss, which is a matter of an opinion, um, exposed her on social media and called the FBI on her for F's sake. 
just contributed a couple of videos of Jen to Tanisha's gossip account and is surprisingly transparent and owns up to what she does. That's kind of one of the reasons I do enjoy Monica on the show is because, you know, she owns up to her shit, whether it's with her mom, whether it's with her, you know, with this account and stuff. It's like, I'll put it out there. I'll answer your questions. I'll take accountability. And accountability is such a huge thing for me as like a person and the people I surround myself with that I kind of appreciate that from her, you know, but. Okay. So now I want to move on because Tanisha did TikToks and Instagrams and a couple other things. And in these TikToks and Instagram, do you need to go? Mm -hmm. In these TikToks and Instagrams, she was talking about Monica and exposing this and all of the things, right? So now I just have a hard time trusting someone who is also taking information or videos of somebody else and then releasing them and then being like, what are you talking about? Monica's the mastermind because Tanisha released this. Brace yourself, you guys. Oh, graphic God. language. Do you, do you, the only thing that you did was unite those four assholes. That's the only thing that you did. How, how can you forget that your job is to get on airtime, to, to get into as many scenes as possible? You gotta play nice. I know you don't like her. I know you got beef with her, but you're you're an actress. You gotta pretend like all is right in the world. It's a it's a show. It's a show. It's a it's a reality show that you worked hard to get on. You left me completely in the fucking water with these bitches. You took Andy's side. I was not a disaster. I was not an embarrassment. You were in someone's home yelling and dropping S. So was everyone else. Go yell at them. Go yell at Heather. Go yell at Lisa. What else? Yes, they were. You should have been listening harder than I guess. You should have been listening harder. She started an angel Don't come over here and start your shit with me. Don't make it. Do you not understand? Go talk to Lori because you're a fucking mess and you fucked it up yesterday. She's the head person. You should know who That's she not is. Who I think. Okay. You are insane. You looked like a crazy person. That Just so you know. Don't. Don't. Oh, Clint, I'm the daddy. Super fast. The day off. I'm not down the fucking Let stairs. Then all of you could. That's on you. Nobody pushed you down the stairs. Okay. So can I just say, because a lot of people have said, you know, like, listen, I wouldn't talk to my mom this way, but my mom would not talk to me this way. Okay. As an adult, it's, it's, it's an insane relationship to, to watch, but. Well, I think, you know, what I think about housewives too, is that every housewife, because they're all ensemble cast members, I think that they all contribute something different. And I think that they all have something that we can relate to them on, whether it is, you know, like Luann going to rehab for alcoholism or being arrested or, you know, like somebody, one of the housewives losing their temper or this toxic mother-daughter relationship. But then I was curious and I wanted to know how Monica was going to respond to this. And I believe we have someone in the live chat who would know better than most. Kojo Couture says, Tanisha denies releasing it, but gave it to someone else to post it. Well, now Monica addressed this saying, Typical. it's the stuff same. like anyone wanting to release something, right? They're like, I'm not going to do it, but I'll give it to you to release. We get a lot of stuff like that. It's also, that's like saying, I feel like, you know, like I didn't start the rumor. I just spread the rumor. So Monica said, there has now been a leaked private video filmed in my home between my mother and I. I sent this video to my best friend in confidence. We talked several times a day, spent every Sunday family dinner together, holidays, and our children were best friends. I never once thought she would do this to me, but here we are. She has been outing my secrets. She continues to release screenshots, recordings, videos, a folder that she has dedicated to me full of things that she plans to release. She is already doing interviews and has been contacting people in my life for months to try to destroy me. This is a full-blown takedown by one of my once closest friends that my girls and I considered family. Brace for impact because she has a three-year friendship of information that she has just been waiting to put out there on me. I full-heartedly believe in karma. You are all just watching me live in mine. I'll deal with it. I'll face it. I deserve it. If you don't see what's happening here, I don't know what else to say, but screenshots released by my best friend, videos, and everything happening to me exactly like what was done on Reality Bontese. 
I do want to apologize to my mother. I shared this video with my best friend. It was not meant to get out. I did not leak this. Mm. So what is your reaction to Monica's response? Uh, again, good with the accountability. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. I mean, guys, I have to say, and not everyone's going to like this, is just this one person who has been cast on the show has brought more everything more drama more stuff that we just want to watch because i don't care i don't care if you had a, an account i don't care i just care if you defrauded elderly people then yeah i care but if you're like kind of just a messy fun person on tv i'm okay with that that's your personal stuff if you want to show it i'll watch it you know what's also you know? somebody said she's owning it i have coach okator said monica is the moment she was made for that show i want to say this really quick. I saw Candace Diller Bassett go on and say, this is the kind of stuff that, and this is not word for word verbatim. I'm not putting, God, I'm in a good place not, with Candace. Do not put words in Candace's <laughs> mouth. I'm in a great place with Candace, so I'm not putting words in her mouth. But she said, this show, we are supposed to be like being authentic and living our real lives. So yeah. it's shit like this that makes it really difficult for us. However, at Andy Cohen's baby shower, some of the women from the Real Housewives of Potomac sat together and concocted the storyline about Monique Samuels with the personal trainer her, yeah, with the personal yeah. trainer the paternity of her kit they sat down and concocted that storyline and they waited to start filming to bring it back so if people are mad that Monica's mom is saying you're supposed to be getting airtime you're supposed to be doing this I look at it sort of in a similar way because this is a job just like Heather Gay drawing her line in the sand saying I will not film with somebody like this it is your job most housewives, when they're not filming, don't even talk to each other. They don't catch up with each other. They don't stay in contact with each other. They stay away from each other. That way, once they come back together and start filming again, it's like they have this like kind of boosh, you know? Yeah. Pick up where you left off. Yeah. Dynamics might have changed. Things might have fizzled out. People take some breaths. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. So it's like, yes, this is breaking the fourth wall. And her mom is saying, you had a job to do. But that's every the housewives, the ones who stay and the ones who make it and have the longevity are the ones who are playing chess, the ones who come in and they're like, oh, my God, I just want to be really authentic with everyone. And I love you guys. Lisa Vanderpump had Brandy Glanville like a puppet and gave her the tabloid that had Mauricio cheating on it to bring to I think it was Palm Springs or something mm -hmm. like that. And then also the whole story that was planted with Puppygate. We can go down the line of the things uh, for every single franchise. Like this is what makes them great housewives is when they're good at it and we don't know that they're doing it. Yeah. Until there's a leaked video. And then it, yeah. Yeah, it happens. But then also my question is too is, does Tanisha want to be on The Real Housewives or does she just want to continue keeping her relationship with Heather Gay? Like what is the purpose of this next move? That I don't know. Yeah. That's very interesting. I don't know. Or did Monica have like an a falling out or something i mean because i don't know well allegedly there's a, another housewife coming on next season but i've heard of two two yeah um so it, I, I mean it i don't think it would be tanisha you know but like i mean it why, could be why you never know who i don't know be. it's it's interesting um i think some people in the chat says yes maybe that is exactly why she released the video and the footage i mean you got to create some kind of drama or friendship with someone to be brought onto the show so Oh, I don't know. Kojo Couture said, I know, Adam. Let me tell you. Well, I think you should have Kojo on. Do you want to pop in and let us know? Um, okay, so I don't want to keep beating this. Like, this is sort of a dead horse now at this point. We've done it for 30 minutes. But my thing is... Have is we? Yeah. Good Lord. This cast... Salt Lake City killing it this season. There you go. They're All killing right. it this season. <laughs> there it is. But, like, I don't believe the Black Eye story still to this day. I think that if there was footage, Andy Cohen's right, that it would have came up. I am curious about the whole Heather Gay drawing her line in the sand and who the network is going to pick. I know that the reunion is going to be extremely explosive, but if the women are smart, this is a great ensemble cast. You guys don't have to love each other. All you guys have to do is film with each other. So just buckle the shit up, get your sponsorships, get your promotions, build your businesses, build just your no more brand release parties. Please. No more brand release Please. parties. And no more like... Or book release. And they all, they all fizzle out too. Some of these housewives brand, you know, like there are these brands, these brands that they release, they fizzle out and they're kind of just, I don't know, it's yeah. kind of redundant. I'm just curious, but okay. 
Now, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. God. God, I'm ready for that reunion, though. I'm so ready for this reunion. I think we should go. It would be fun to go to Salt Lake and just interview all of these people at the same time. Let's also ask our people who are listening on the podcast. Yeah. If you guys listen, if you guys are podcast listeners, because all of our lives go to the podcast, hit a five-star review or a four. Just don't hit three or two or one. Okay, please. (laughs) And then in your review, leave what you think about Salt Lake City. We're going to go read them too. You can always change it later. So um, not just that. In your review, what I want to hear is if Andy Cohen sat there and had to pick between Monica Garcia or Heather Gay with Heather Gay drawing her line in the sand, which you know Andy does not like. We've seen it with Vicky. We've seen it with multiple other housewives. I was going to say, but Heather's an OG and she was a big part of the starting so the show, Vicky. but so is Vicky. So I don't know. I don't think anybody likes old tomatoes when you get them a job. Especially not the boss. Yeah. But... That's what I want to know in the review, guys, on the podcast is would you pick Heather or would you pick Monica? I mean, right now, for me, I'd pick I'd pick Monica. I would pick Monica because I want to see this isn't over. No, it just started. That's the thing. And I I want to know what she has on. Here we go. Keep talking about it. Jesus. Right. We're, we keep talking about Salt Lake. I want to know what she has in Ang, um, Angie K. Because weren't her and Jen and everyone friends at some point or they knew each other kind of like. It's a small world out there. I think, you know, everyone knows each other in this, this realm, especially in the entertainment realm. I think that there's a lot of skeletons in these closets. And unfortunately it's like a double-edged sword. Like you want the fame, you want to come on, but you also eventually people are going to get wind of the shit that's going on in your life. Like, why was she saying pay the IRS? What, what do we not know about the IRS with Angie K one, but then two, I think that the formula that she came in with is almost genius to sit down and be like, the FBI. Like I was an informant for the FBI. I had an 18 month affair with my brother-in-law. Yes, actually it's not entirely true, but I did run reality Bontis. Like if all of the women would start doing this and just being like, this I is, mean, would we like all of them? I don't know. <laughs> I like, I want to see it. I want, I, instead of being like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden later at the reunion, okay, I did know. Like I want it now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm really curious to see how the reunion is going to go. I think that's going to be very telling on how we're going to move forward. We have heard it's it's tremendously explosive. And it, if the previews are anything, then uh, yeah. What's your podcast name? May, uh, the podcast is the same, Up and Adam. Yeah, Up and Adam. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Um, you might have to agree with that comment. What? With Kojo's comment, I kind of, I, I kind of agree with this. I think she's a phenomenal reality star and authentic. Kojo's referring to Monica. They literally just listening. made a whole show on E called House of Villains because those are the ones that they liked. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it kind of looks like with all of the interviews that we do and stuff, or like the people that we talk to, or the people that we come on here and talk about. It kind of seems like sometimes I lean in favor of the villain, but it's not that it's because they're a you villain. Do, on you the show. do like the the. The ones that a lot of people don't like. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
I, you right? know, I, it's not because I like the underdog. I just like that usually the ones that the people don't like are the ones that are coming in, like Lala Kent, like saying, F it, I don't give a shit. I'm going to say what I feel. And it's like, that's what I want to see on TV. Like if I wanted to just have somebody sit there and lie to my face, then I would go talk to one of the neighbors or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not these neighbors. We love these neighbors. Yeah, we love these neighbors. Yeah. Other neighbors. Other neighbors. Okay. All right. Okay. Where are we moving to next? Because Salt Lake has just like, Shit, I lost a minute. I mean, I don't even know. Okay. You know, I didn't even, when you asked me about Salt Lake and to go through the assessment, I totally forgot about Angie K. I mean, that's the difference between here's your first season as a housewife, right? Monica's first season as a housewife. I mean, I thought that going to, uh, going to Palm Springs uninvited was kind of like, that's a housewife move, but it just, the rest of it was just kind of boring for for Angie K. But I, I think she should stay. I don't think she should go anywhere either. By the way, um, I'm giving this for um, everybody who asked in the live chat. This is where you can find the podcast, Up and Adam. We're with Cloud10 and they are the best. Now, let me get out of here really quick. So we're moving on. You're ready for this. Okay. What are we ready for? Give me something I know about. Shannon Bedore. Okay, this is all you. Okay. <laughs> this is, this is, you. This is another question. Honestly, I love to ask the questions. Alexis Bellino just denied that she would be returning to the Real Housewives of Orange County for this next season with John Jansen. She said that this is not true. She also, though, sat there and called Sheena a liar about a situation that happened at BravoCon. So Alexis is all over the media right now in the Bravo verse because people are just wondering what's going on. Now, I was just talking to a housewife the other day saying Alexis was saying she's not coming back, which would be such a stupid decision on the casting department. Because this is why Shanna Bedore is already going to spiral this season. And even Emily Simpson and Tamara Judge said, with Alexis dating Shannon Bedore's ex-boyfriend of four years, John Jansen, and coming into the cast, and now all of a sudden after a month, she's like, I love you, Johnny J. And he gave her a promise ring and all of the things. You know a Shannon promise Bedore. ring. How old are they? 50? Uh, a promise ring. Or 15, I guess. Uh, how do you feel about this? Because I know that you're, you don't love the Real Housewives of Orange County. You love Tamara coming back. I did like Tamara coming back. Yeah. Um, I like Tamara coming back. I'd be here for other people coming back. I don't really care if Alexis Bellino comes back or not. I really don't. Really? Yeah, I don't. You think the show would be good without it? Yeah. I think we need another season, but I think you need to bring someone else. I would be here for Kelly Dodd coming back. I know people, you know, like her, don't like her, but... I mean, those were my favorite seasons. Um, Again, she riles everyone up. We like you know the villains. I mean? No, not necessarily. I, I didn't, you know, but um, Alexis Polino, I just, I don't know. I don't know if that storyline would last that long or, or I, whatever. I think it's a concocted storyline. Once again, people trying to get airtime. It's a concocted storyline mm-hmm. and it's Alexis trying to play the part right. But dear Dana, thank you so much. Happy New Year's, guys. And Happy New Year, Dana. Family sending so many blessings into 2024. Happy New Year. Thank you so I like much. I like New Year. I'm here. I'm here for it. I I'm think, for it. I think, oh, this is a good point and a great way for me to pivot. Christopher Liberman said, Alexis will come back and not bring it. Okay. This is easy for me to sort of transition into my other topics, but I agreed with Jeff Lewis when he said, bring her back. She's cheap. She's not going to require the same pay as everybody else. She's just going to want to come on. They can pay her a lot less or bring her in as a friend role. I didn't understand. How do you bring back Taylor Armstrong and you won't? This is a built-in storyline. This is going to cause a divide. Shannon's going to be like, you, Tamara, you're friends with this bitch. Like, it's going to be great. I, I'm, yeah, I guess it could be. I just, I, I guess I'm just not as invested into OC anymore. You know what happened to you? I don't know. I don't know. It just it just is not Does a show OG that holds my. Uh, no, I you know I think we've been trying to revive this show for so long now. What three seasons? Heather's coming back. We had this dramatic entrance, and it was just like, what happened? Nothing, right? And then we had this season. Tamara Tamara coming back was great. That I thought was that great. was a great mix up. I think that kind of holds it for a little bit, but we need something next season. We can't just have the same thing. Brit- <sighs> Bring Kelly and Rick back. I mean, yeah. That's what we need. I, I, I personally, I'd bring them back. I mean, let, let her say what she wants. Let her, it was my, those were my favorite seasons when we got to watch Kelly rile everyone up. And there was so much conflict and resolution. There was so much happening. You couldn't even keep up. You couldn't even like take a breath. Kelly also owns it. She's like, shut the f- 
up, you bitch. And then she's like, I didn't mean to call you a bitch. You know what I mean? But like, you made me mad. And it's within the same 30 seconds where you're just like, it's TV, I, guys. I, it's TV. This I, isn't a personal thing. It's not a personal opinion. I have my personal opinions on Kelly. I have my personal opinions on other people that we know and we've met. But TV wise, what I want to watch is a Monica. I want to watch a Kelly. I want to watch something fun. I love watching Tamra. Like every time I caught the show, I didn't follow it the whole season. But every time I watch, I'm like, Oh my God, I well, miss Tamara. The only bad you know? thing about Tamara coming back without somebody like a Kelly is because Tamara coming back, she just kind of rolls the roost and nobody, there is nobody who is a match for Tamara on that cast. Everybody, who, who would you bring back if you could? Kelly. Okay, well, if you couldn't bring Kelly, let's say Kelly's out of the picture, which she might be, um, who would you bring back? I guess if Heather gets her way, then stick Monica's ass in there. I don't know. Like this, not no, no. no I'm talking about who from OC. If you could bring none that. of them, I don't. I don't. There's none of them that were so not, polarizing. Not Noella. I can tell you that. No, I didn't think Noella was polarizing. I didn't like. Uh, it wasn't. She wasn't polarizing. She was just boring as hell. That's what I mean. Like she wasn't like good Jen Armstrong, Doctor Jen Armstrong. Doctor oh Jen my God. Armstrong. And then there was the other one that um, who was a part of a cult. I didn't find her to be interesting. Who had the vodka, Vargas? M uh, oh, Elizabeth Vargas. No, Elizabeth not Vargas. interesting. Um, I like uh, the new Jen. I love the new Jen. Mm -hmm. She's even sweeter in person. Yeah, I think I like she's her. great. I think she's, she is great, yeah. No, I think that if it's not Kelly, then you would have to bring in somebody new who would have like a fight with her, with Tamara. But then we're not invested in that storyline. And then also if you bring in someone new, just like... Why, why, why wouldn't you bring Teddy? Because one, she's not going to, well, the 500 reasons and I don't need Teddy to go back on the podcast and say shit. So I'm not saying that. Oh, would you, would you, would you, would that be interesting though? Teddy? The Teddy and Tamara's new like found friendship that has become so evolved. I don't think that Teddy spends most of her time in the OC. I mean, no, I, I'd be here for it. I think keep, I might watch it just to watch her be boring. Keep Teddy on the podcast. I like her on the podcast. Mary Stewart, Jason, do you recall Alexis? Yes, it was awful. Yeah, hundred percent. Where she kept yeah, making she had a them. cringe worthy below deck um, appearance. Yes, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Also, thank you for the super chat. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Um, okay, so when somebody said that she would come in and she wouldn't deliver, I think that we just saw that. If you guys are watching the Real Housewives of Miami, oh, see, this is what happens when you bring the old people back that you think are going to deliver, and then don't because we, am i just i'm just talking no I'm go sorry. ahead no i she came in we saw the Anna, i was ready for her to just she came in nice i think she wanted to play nice and and what adriana who is doing her job as a housewife she needs a full-time position okay, she really does need a full-time position and they need to update the intro they keep putting them in their same outfits we saw last season miami's doing great they need a new like they need new looks at the beginning it needs to happen we need adriana as a housewife completely um I just, I thought there was your moment, Anna, because that would have opened a whole can of worms and it didn't. Well, it, she was supposed to come in there with a mission. She had an assignment and she the assignment, had an assignment, the assignment was to, and she got an F on that assignment, Alexia's financial situation. That was the assignment. The assignment was to expose them, mm -hmm. right? And talk about why yeah. they're actually leaving their beautiful little penthouse condo and all of the things. And then she sat down and she's like, what did I say about you guys? And they're like, literally here it is. And then, oh, except for Alexia, she's like, I didn't say you said anything about me, but in the car, she was saying something I love how she her. threw her daughter under the bus too, Anna, right? She's like, oh, my daughter says those things. She said those things, but you reacted to them. You laughed at them. And I'm sure you didn't say it on the podcast with David Yonti, but I'm sure at home you're talking about those things. You know what I mean? Like you just blame your, where did your daughter get all of this, this, these opinions on people? That she thinks that she's such a crypt keeper and an asshole and the worst human and, being yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very interesting. It's, also... Alexia is sort of the Teresa Judice of the Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. She's great TV. And she also, her coming back and her and Marisol coming back to confront the situation, had they have not come back, it would have really been bad for them. So the fact that they sat down and said, the party's back, you can't have a party without us. And they sat down and they're like, what? And Anna so left. Thing, <laughs> one thing that kind of got me, but we talked about it right away, is you know they left and they like had a drink and then Marisol in her confessional is like, bro and I went and had like a few cocktails and got uh, and then came back and I'm like, Alexia was driving. Yeah, why were you so driving? Just, why did you say that? Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say you went to the, the yacht club and you had cockies and all of a sudden you drove back. Like that's... <laughs> that is a, no, no, you're supposed to be her friend. Yeah, you're supposed to be her... That's a bad friend. Okay. Um, 
Yesenia said, guys, get the story straight. I'd have to know what you're referring to. Do you not listen to her podcast? Negative. She said that they left out a lot of things. Um, hmm. I don't know if I, maybe, 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 I mean, no, I don't listen to her podcast. I don't find Anna or Anna or however you say her name. I don't find her to be particularly. I didn't know she very, had a podcast. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting, yeah. but not saying that she has a bad podcast. I don't know. I've just never really went out of my, I would listen to Alexia and Marisol. Okay. So with, with Miami, since we're talking about Miami really quick this season. Yeah. You liking it? Yeah. I'm kind of sick of hearing some same topics like in the constant crying and stuff, but I like it. I like it. I like it too. But you know, another situation guys where it was an epic fail, it was this. And we have to talk about this because this was this week. Denise uh. Richards came back to confront Erica. This was another example of bringing back somebody from the past to have a moment. And I like Denise. I really do. You're making your $2 million a month on OnlyFans. You're absolutely killing it. I wouldn't even entertain the idea of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills if I was making your kind of money. But you came back. And you came back with this bogus story of how you were offended because Erica mentioned threesomes. I, which, ben, how long ago was this? Like four years uh, this, ago? How long ago was this? It, it was like, like, what can we not let go at this point? And yeah. what relevancy does it have? And why would Erica care with all the shit she's going through in her life right now? Why would she care? She doesn't. What you, she doesn't. No. It was a fail. Epic, epic fail. Also, though, just to say really quick, I think that Erica or Denise, like, I think that the, that whole line is bullshit. I think really what Denise wanted to come back and do was rip Erica apart because Lisa Rinna wasn't there. And Lisa Rinna was the driving force behind pushing Brandy to out Denise in this alleged affair, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really what she wanted to say, but she didn't want to give any attention to Brandy. So she didn't mention her name. Because that's what you do. If you don't want to give anybody more attention, you just don't mention them. And then she was like, what about you? What about you? Like, what about the $20 million in your account? And Erica was like, Denise, it's all playing out in court. I've been forthcoming with everything. She's like, you're so condescending. And I'm looking at Denise as she's like imploding. And Erica, people get so pissed when you talk to them calm and they want to fight. Yes. They get so I mean, mad. Yes. Like if somebody's like, you, and you're like, Okay, sure. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever you yes. want. Me. But I just thought it was an epic fail. And I wanted to bring up one more thing before we end up sort of wrapping this up. Wait, I want to know, because we've asked, we, you've asked me my assessment and stuff like that and how I feel about certain seasons. I asked you about Miami. I want to know how you feel about Beverly Hills. If you're enjoying watching it, if you're looking forward to every week, we get to Beverly Hills night and you're enjoying it. Um, no, not every week. I'm not enjoying it at all for some reason. I think that this season of Beverly Hills is like a lot more lackluster. And yeah. I think that it was over amped because we had a ton of different housewife appearances that we knew. We knew that we were getting Faye Resnick back, even though she's not a housewife, but Camille Grammer. We knew that we were getting cameos from Cynthia Bailey. We knew that we were getting Denise Richards. We knew that we were getting everybody from the past. Morgan like, and Kyle. Like it's, you know, it's been so inflated. It's just, It's been so inflated. And I think that's the problem is when they overinflate the storylines and everything to get us amped. And I think a lot of that has to do with the press about Mauricio and Kyle's relationship. Whereas like if you watch like Real Housewives of New Jersey. Or aside, Potomac. Or Potomac. <laughs> You don't get, you get leaks, but they don't really over amp it. Like Dolores is really good with doing press and she'll yeah. say like, I think that, you know, every season it surprises me. And I think that this is going to be a great season. Boom. Okay. Well then well, she's now like, I want to watch, Yeah, you know, we're not talking about the Morgan and Kyle of it all. And like, I feel like Potomac doesn't even have to try to deliver a good show. I think, I feel like they just deliver a good show. No, I think that they're great. Potomac is great, but. Also, I think what they do is they try to over-dramatize. It's like when you have a trailer for a movie and they put all the good parts in the trailer. Yeah, like most Will Ferrell movies. You shut your mouth. No, I love Will Ferrell movies. I'm just saying that most of it is in the trailer. Do you guys know, not until this Christmas, he didn't watch Elf? Which I didn't. Is, I did never watch Elf. What a shitty thing. You've never what? seen White Christmas. Or Sound of Music. Okay. Or The Ten Commandments. You haven't seen a lot, so don't don't blame me on Elf. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so also for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we have this feud going on between Garcelle and Dorit. This is very awkward. Um, that, okay, so that scene that they had when they had dinner together was very cringy and it gave me anxiety. Did you feel like that? Yes. It was very strange. Yeah. yeah. Dorit 
is sitting there saying, why are you being so aggressive? Why are you attacking me? Now, Garcelle is trying to explain to her that those words that you're using to me as a black woman, they have different meaning. So don't use those words with me. It's not like you talking to Kyle, which did we not just like, there's hello, yes, Dorit, like common sense. But then sitting down at the table and her saying that you're exhibiting Karen-like behavior. And then she's saying, I don't have, she's like, I can't with your privilege. And also I'm not here to educate you. And Dorit like called it out. She's like, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Are you trying to say that I'm a racist, which I'm not? And Garcelle was like, I'm not labeling you as anything. Well, I was curious how the fans were going to react to this. And thank God we have comments. Thank goodness. Very curious. Here we go. Thank you to Mr. Housewives. Fans attacked Garcelle for insinuating Dorit Kimsley had Karen-like behavior. Apparently, fans are upset with Garcelle after this week's episode of Beverly Hills. And that's when Garcelle confronted Karen or Dorit. Karen. Dorit <laughs> are just playing Karen-like poor hey. Karen. Okay, so some of the comments say, definitely using Dorit for a storyline. Kyle is the one who called you out for not paying for talking about her marriage and then the one who deeply defended Erica and that other lady when they went after her sons. But you go for cheap shot Dorit and then tell her that she can't use the word attack, but you literally just called her a Karen on national television. I can't with the hypocrisy. Another person said, really? Calling Dorit a Karen? Wow, you're unbelievable. You're mad at Dorit for saying attack because it's not cool to say to a black woman, but then you use the word Karen to describe a privileged white woman. Oh. Ooh, that was a Karen who posted that. Oh my God, that was literally, yeah. that was Karen. I mean, not a Karen, that was Karen, a, a person in Karen. It was, yeah. <laughs> you absolutely 100% verbally attacked Dorit and like a typical narcissist, you flip it and gaslight her into apologizing. Why is it up to Dorit to know what triggers you? Oh my gosh. Lord, man, that's crazy. Um, I want to know, still, I, this, I love Garcelle though. This is another <laughs> question, whether you're listening right here on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast. Who are you leaning more in favor of in this fight? Do you want to know what I think? Yeah. I, at Garcelle. Really? Uh, yeah, I think it's okay Why? for her to say that. But, and then I think that Dorit says a lot of things that she doesn't think about before she says. We've witnessed that with. Well, that's Garcelle's argument. She's saying that you say things and you don't pay attention and you don't think before you speak. Right. Yeah. So she's just letting her know. <laughs> so Team Garcelle. Yeah, team Garcelle. Sorry. Okay. It's just. I mean, aye, aye, aye. but I do have to say this started this season, maybe towards the end of last season. I have really enjoyed Dorit lately. It's weird. I've never been like a Dorit fan. I've actually kind of just, I don't know if it's just the, it's not just the fashions anymore. I just, I don't know. She's kind of just interesting. I'm just genuinely not enjoying this, this season of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really excited for Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm, I'm really excited for Vanderpump Rules to come back. I don't know about Atlanta anymore because right now they're in the I, mix of want, reboot or they revamp. Are. They are. And they what they need to do is not completely reboot it because I think they made that mistake. We've talked about this before. Yeah. They made that mistake with New York. They, a great cast. Okay, because now I'm invested into the new cast of New York. But what I think they should have done or what I think they should do is incorporate some of the older cast with the newer cast because not all the new cast works. Yeah. Right. We don't know if Jenna Lyons is coming back. She's or not coming back. She's not coming back. So there's there's an opening there with, you know, with someone who would come in and fill that spot. Um, there might be one or two housewives in that group that are not that interesting. So for Atlanta, I think you have to keep some kind of foundation of an OG there. You have to. I think you can't just bring on a whole new cast. I don't know if it would work. I think that for New York, they should have brought in, like I think Aaron Leachy does well. I do Love like Bryn. I think that Bryn took a few notes from Sonia Morgan and trying to be like this like reckless, like all like with her sexuality and stuff, which is great if you're going to put it out there on TV. But I think that she wanted to be the young Sonia on the show. And I think that she also sees that Andy loves that. But I would have brought back Dorinda, Luann, and Sonia and incorporated them with like Aaron Leachy, Bryn Whitfield. Sai? I like Sai. Yeah. yeah I Cy. think Sai should should be there too. Uba's um, great. She came into her own by the end Uba of it. would be a great friend. Really? Yeah. I, I think so. But um, I think she'd be a great friend. I don't know if I... Who else was on it? Jenna, Aaron, Bryn, Uba, Sai. Sai. 
That's it. That's it. Yeah. And Jenna's going to be gone. Yeah. Just honestly, then just keep them and add the other three OGs. Yeah. Why not? Why not? But, but, but when you go back to Atlanta, Atlanta is like, this is where I started Housewives, right? You, I, you just, this is the hard one to reboot. This is really, if you're going to do a complete reboot, it better be good. Yeah. It has to it be good. It better be good. It used to be the number one rated franchise out of all of them. Yeah. And then Potomac came in and like absolutely killed it. And people didn't care about Atlanta. And then Salt Lake City just came in and killed it. And Beverly Hill, like, and now people aren't watching Beverly Hills as much. OC last season came in and killed it. Like, you guys have some competition. And then the people who have, who are the competition really have none. Well, this is also what happens when you have many franchises. Yeah. You know, people start spreading into the franchises they really enjoy watching. I'm actually really excited about Dubai this year mm-hmm. because I felt like Dubai was playing safe last year. I thought there was not. Oh, we forgot Jessel. Sorry. Oh, Jessel. Oh, my God. That's who it was. I, we can't lose Jessel. She's, there's another one who's TV. Yeah. Okay. So you like her or TV. not. I'm not a huge fan, but she's TV. Okay. To, to be fair, we she's didn't watch TV. a lot of the. You I mean, did it. No, I did. I just, I was, it was one of those times where I was watching, but I was like this because it wasn't like totally captivating. You know, when you bring in a new cast of, of let's say a whole new franchise or you bring in a, a rebooted cast, you have to give it time. Like Salt Lake City, we all thought was just going to be terrible. And it turned out to be amazing. You know, Potomac even struggled the first season or two. And so when gr- you reboot it, you have to learn these women. You got to learn their their interactions, their dynamics, their stuff like that. So it's 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 ever changing. But going back to Dubai with the with everyone that we met who's new to the cast. I mean, get ready. It's not going to be a safe Dubai this season. It's really not. Uh-uh. It's really not. No one's there to play. That's um, good. You know, we had that Chanel breakout this first season. I I think we have a new breakout star. Even we- Caroline Stanbury said it herself. I think we do too. So, Talene, I think I stayed out. I stayed out with Talene and the the group the last night in BravoCon. We stayed out and hung out all night, and it, they are a fun, fun, wild group. Like they're just fun, and there's no give a damn. The give a damn is completely broken, it's, which it's lost. Yeah, that's. Why I don't I think, think they ever had it. I think that that's why they're going to make great TV yeah. too. Yeah. And I feel like the dynamic, they've been, you know, if you pay attention to social media and all the stuff that's going on and who's hanging out with who, everyone is just so intertwined now. So, you know, I agree. Also, oh yeah, I agree with this. Thank you, Laurel. Prayers for Madison from Southern Charm. Yeah. Prayers. That's very sad. Yeah. Southern Charm. Also, I think that Madison is one of the driving forces of Southern Charm. I really enjoyed Southern Charm this year. I, this is so funny. We're just talking about all the shows and stuff we enjoy. It's, it's, I mean, it's hot, messy topics. Yeah, it's hot, messy topics. But this is a cast. This is a show that I just find very interesting. They're real life friends. They have real life things going on. And it's never really boring to watch. Yeah. I wish they would bring like, I wish they would bring the the NOLA Southern Charm back. Yeah. Um, people are saying what happened with Madison. Um, Madison's dad passed away. Yeah. That's sad. Um, Okay. So with that, everyone, I think that that concludes our hot, messy topics. And it's Friday and Jason Jason and I have a lot of things to do around here. But starting next week, like we said, we're going to be back into all of the lives, hot, messy topics, Anchor Watch, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Reunion, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, and then more hot, messy topics. But then also, if you guys are members, then this month is going to be an exciting members only because we have several trips that we're going to we be do. taking before Lots the end of, of the month. Before the end of the month. Yeah. Before the end. It just doesn't month. stop. It doesn't stop. But yeah. Do you have any closing remarks? Do I have any closing remarks? No, just last year, you know, we were going to do a podcast and uh, episode about our year last year. And our year last year was so, so many things happened. There was, you know, moves and we had two moves and, and lots of lots of work that we were doing. And now I think we've put everything in place. So I'm really excited for this year. I really am. I'm excited for what we have coming up. Um, and just want to say a huge shout out to everyone who came to our London subscribers meetup. Yeah. Okay. It was so much fun. Thank you, Stephanie, for putting that together. Yes. We had probably that was one of my favorite nights in London. We were supposed to be there for like two hours. I think we were there for four. We, we all got back late. We had the best time. My so mom might have you. had the best time. She might have. I mean, I we all had a great time. We all had a great time. Honestly, it was great seeing everybody. It was so much fun. Like 
we were just going like in and out and in and out. We were outside hanging out. Then we we're inside hanging out. Everybody was talking about everything. People brought like all of these like surprise gifts to share with other people. It was just really, it was really a good time. Cool. I love the UK. I love our, our London subscribers and listeners. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for showing up. I appreciate all the subscribers. We have a really great community and I'm excited to even build this bigger than than it has been the past few years. I think this year is this year is a good year. We Manifest it, believe sleeps. in it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Is that your closing remark? That's my closing remarks. Okay. Mine is I love you guys. Now let's go up the weekend. <laughs> Stay safe. Don't drive. And drink. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.